on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. And nope. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is not Matt Mosley. Sorry to disappoint. It is Ward White's along with you here on this Monday as Matt Mosley is vacationing, <laughs> laying on a beach somewhere, embarrassing himself. Ooh. Having an ice cold iced tea. Maybe. Think that's think that's the way it is, Aaron? Um I don't know. He said no I have a beverage or two. He may be adult relaxing beverage. with a with a <laughs> adult <laughs> beverage on vacation. Okay. That's fair. He's in Italy. I will say a glass of wine. Maybe so. Maybe so. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Being on a beach in Italy, I could probably I might could handle that. <laughs> I could be on a beach, but not with wine. No, that'd be a little warm. Yeah, exactly. Just a beach anywhere? A beach somewhere? Isn't there a song in that? I think it's a country song. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie's in with us. I normally do the morning show with Tom Barfield, and they have, which I have coined. I don't know if I've got it over (laughs) the top yet or approved. Stephanie's Wide World of Sports. That's right. I think they still call it Stephanie's Sales. Nah, we kicked that out the window, I think. (laughs) All right. Well, I know that when I was filling in there... Yeah. Seems to be a theme, doesn't it? It's a thing. A it's theme. a theme thing. That's my word filling in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, I changed it to Stephanie's Wide World of Sports because I liked it better. That's what I went And with. you never know what I'm going to talk about. That's right. So I wanted you to come in and tell me what I missed. This morning? Mm-hmm. This morning, I've missed a whole week, I unfortunately. Know. I've missed you, too. Well, I've missed you, I've too. Missed Thank you. Um, well, this morning was on outhouse racing. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> it's a thing. Outhouse <sighs> racing, it's a thing. Okay. And what is outhouse Everybody racing, Everybody out there, you raise your hand that has <laughs> even seen an outhouse. Have you seen an outhouse in person? Porta potties. Well, that's not a real outhouse. Well, that's well, not a real outhouse. Kind of. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> they build their own outhouse, like mm-hmm. a porta potty. Our they cabin got, in New Mexico. That's what we had. With okay. An outhouse. No, I don't think I. Uh-uh. But it's awesome. Here's the thing: it's five man team. Five men in the outhouse. No, one man sitting oh. on the toilet. Got to have a toilet seat and a roll of toilet paper. I don't know what the significance is about the toilet paper, <laughs> but they do. Then they have two poles, one in the front that mm-hmm. goes through and one in the back. Right. So you got two people pushing and two people pulling. Okay. And whoever gets to the finish line wins. And if you win first place, you get a gold. Toilet. Yep. No Cup way. Seat. I just guessed. <laughs> gold. Yeah. The gold seat. A gold seat. Okay. And then second is silver and third is bronze. But this started... In Alaska, at the University of Alaska, for real, and they were doing it to raise money for uh, some nonprofit, right? And so Michigan found out about it. So, so they started. They they do it every year. 
They have the World Championship Outhouse Racing in Michigan. In Michigan? That's where the World mm-hmm. Championship is? Mm-hmm. They even have a team Aaron, called... I think you ought to put a team together. <laughs> they have a team called Don't Wipe Out. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Serious. They've got some... Yeah, it's a thing up there. Like, How about that? So Outhouse there is a World racing Championship... In Michigan. Sanctioned in Michigan. In Michigan. Yeah, we just missed the cutoff. It was at the beginning of July. Oh, we could have entered. Do you have to qualify for it? Or do you, can you just walk up and say, well, I'm I, a world champion out a, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's just, here's my entry fee. <laughs> how do you call it? Never, never mind. I don't know how you call it. I don't know. But can you imagine all these outhouses? And people actually, and actually I found this story. Now, do on, they race against each other yeah, or like, they race against time? Against each other, whoever gets to the finish line. But yes. I actually oh, found, heats. yes. Okay. I actually found this on the ESPN website. Well, there you go. So it's a thing, people. I can I can believe that. We should do it here in Waco. You think? Why not? Okay. Where would you have, if you were going to have the outhouse races in Waco, Texas, where would you have it? McLean Stadium. Okay. That's fair. McLean Stadium. Baylor could have their own outhouse. We could make it a collegiate thing, invite other colleges, and we just like. The Big 12 outhouse races. That's right. <laughs> We could get sponsors. We could do that. I think it'd be fun. Uh, put that together and let me know how it works. Okay, I will. All right. Have fun. On I've show. missed you. I've missed you too. All right. Stephanie's Wide World of Sports, a little segment that you can hear every morning at 8.15 right here on ESPN Central Texas. Thanks, so Steph. Much. Thank you, babe. There she goes. Aaron, how are we today? I'm doing You've been good. busy all day. I have, yeah. Just got through with John Morris. Anything enlightening that you learned on John Moore's show? Uh, we talked a lot about Baylor head coach Dave Aranda's reading habits, which yeah. during Big 12 media days were discussed. It was actually the first question he was asked what do you read? by the media. Yeah, wh- what is he currently reading? And I forgot the book, but then afterwards <laughs> I saw multiple people on Twitter that went out and bought the book and said, I'm reading this because coach is. Well, all right. He's an influencer. <laughs> he is. Maybe we need to get him a TikTok. Well, John's going to work on him doing a book club. Nothing fancy, just recommending a book every month, something like that. Okay. so That's fair. He said he would ask that question tonight at a Q&A in San Antonio that Coach yeah. Aranda will be speaking at. And and why is Coach Aranda, in fact, he had a full house this morning with Texas high school football coaches. It's because the Texas High School Football Coaches Association annual coaching school is going on in San Antonio, Texas this week. Um, used to when I was a young lad, which was many, 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 many years ago, that was the thrill of my summer when I got to go with my father to coaching school and meet all the coaches from around the state. And it was a good time to have fellowship and just gather and they would get to talk to other coaches from around the state and a lot of golf was played. A lot of good food was consumed over that week. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I'm sure there was a lot of networking. Yes, absolutely. See, I, Now, it's probably larger now. In fact, I know it is because I've been recently. Um, and it's more of, I don't know how much golf is included. I mean, that was, back in the day, that was a big part of it that, you know, Make sure your sticks are clean and you're ready to go to the golf course because you're <laughs> going to spend a lot of time on the golf course talking football. Now they have more meetings and more schedules and more 
things like that, that presentations and stuff that they still had some of those and you had the opportunity to listen to some of the college ranks coaching, talking and things like that back then, but not, not near the way it is today. And I know that as recently as just a few years ago, you know, coaching school started on Sunday. It used to never start till Monday morning, years and years and years ago. But now it kind of starts on Sunday. And by Wednesday, most people have filtered out. It's not, it's not the week-long um, getaway for the coaches that it used to be. Yeah, it's, it's so huge now. I was just reading the article from KSAT in San Antonio. 16,000 coaches. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's just incredible. It, and it look, it, there's, there's some coaches down there looking at a board right now trying to find a, a new landing spot. I mean, there's, there's a lot of hiring and things that go on mm-hmm. even at coaching school. That's kind of the last. If you're still looking for a job, you, you had to either San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, wherever it may be, and say, okay, who has, <laughs> who has an opening still? Maybe I can still find something. Right. Or what maybe is- you're coming out of college and you just finished your, or you're finishing up your summer sessions to get your certification. You'll see a lot of those young coaches down there looking. Well, if I could just land a junior high job, I'd be happy right, right now. Right, right. Just some somewhere. Yeah, at, just, at just trying to get that landing staff. spot instead of, you know, because they're finishing up and, you know, they didn't know that they were going to have that opportunity coming out of the spring semester. What about, like, scheduling for football and basketball? Is that mostly already done? Most of that is already done. Now, there could be, there could be some teams that are still looking for games. Now, way back when, there was still you, – you would see a table where coaches would be gathered around Hey, I'm looking for a game here. I'm looking for a game there. Anybody have anything? Or I still need one more scrimmage. Or, hey, this, I don't know what I'm going to do after the open week or things like that. Because remember, there was none of the luxury of the internet. Right. There was no, hey, I'm going to email this coach and get all this straight or pick up the cell phone and call this coach and, and get it all done as soon as district real, realignment is is done so you know that you know the grapevine was a big way of getting things done back then and there would be some some coaches looking for games at that point we might have my dad on later on this week and talk to him about the early days of coaching school that would be cool he is starting his 54th year of texas high school football on the sidelines this year and this is the that's incredible by the way and this is the 90th year of the Texas High School Football Coaches Association. Mm-hmm. How about that? I, I found that unbelievable, too. That's that's just, I didn't, you know, obviously it's been around my whole life, which is mm-hmm. close to 50 years, but I, I didn't realize it had been around way, way before I was around. Yeah, it's, it's been going for quite some time, and there's been some great coaches from the state of Texas. Absolutely. Uh, All-Star Weekend, or has... Started with the celebrity softball, and tonight is the home run derby. Aaron, what is what is your favorite All Star game? Is it is it tonight and tomorrow night? Is it baseball? Yeah, yeah. It's it's by not, far. It's not even close. No. Not even close. Um, I, I can watch a little bit of the NBA, but 
because if you enjoy offense, you 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 enjoy it, mm-hmm. which I do. But it's basically just a scrimmage. You know, they're just. I mean, they're scoring 160, 170 points. Right. There's no defense. Right. They're just shooting and dunking. And it's kind of like that in hockey. There's Mm -hmm. nobody – there's no hard checking, obviously, in the NHL All-Star game. So there's a lot of goals. So it's fun to watch. But the the All-Star game is played like a regular game, and both teams really want to win. And so it's as close as as any of the uh, major major All-Star games to being a real game. Now, the – the uh, Pro Bowl is a joke now. Well, it's, it is a joke flag, after last year it's for sure. Football, yeah. yeah last I, year when they started just touching people and saying, "Okay, they're down." Well, just cancel the game. I don't want to see that. That's exactly what I said on John's show. If you're going to do that, there's no reason to have it because no. no one's going to watch. I'm as you and I are as big of football fans as anybody alive, and we're not going to watch that. No, I got I got really frustrated last year with the Pro Bowl. I, just, I did too. I've turned it on. And I was like. What are they doing? Yeah, maybe a minute and a half, and I was like, nope, I will watch something else. Yeah, I, I, I was thoroughly disappointed. I mean, if you're going to play the game of football, play the game of football. If you are worried about injury, then don't play the game. Right, just name the Pro Bowl players and just, just don't be play. done with it. I mean, if you're that concerned about injury, get out of football and go do something else. I mean, it's been a part of the game. I, even all, hey, we got to make this game safer, quit changing the game. Just quit changing it. It doesn't need to be changed. It was fine until we turned a little bit soft in this society. So, that's just my opinion. Just play the game the way it was meant to be played. So, do so you... your favorite is baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine too, by far. Just because of the others, exactly, you, you're spot on for me. That's, that's exactly what I would have said. Basketball is kind of a track meet. I really, you know, it's okay. But I'd rather see, I'd rather see a basketball game go to 65-60 than 210 to 211. I just <laughs> yeah. that's just me. But I'm, you know, old school. I like I like defense. Football's a joke for the reasons we just pointed out. Hockey I I don't understand enough about the game, I'll be blatantly honest to to know if if I'm enjoying it or not. Um so for me it's it's got to be it's got to be baseball, which takes off tonight. What's your favorite all-star game and why? 254-662-1660, the CNC Collision text line. I I just I'm are you excited? We'll get into it a little bit later, but are you excited about the home run derby? Do you get jazzed for the home run derby? I don't get super excited. I enjoy it though. I watch it. Yeah. And with Corey Seeger in it tonight, I'll that changes I'll have someone changes, to root for, which I usually that, don't. Yeah, does that yeah. elevate your interest if you're that's another great question on the CNC Collision text line. If you have a favorite team, whether it be Rangers, Astros, Dodgers, whoever it might be, are you more in tune with the Home Run Derby because of one of your Rangers, Dodgers, Astros, whoever from your favorite team is participating, does it elevate your interest in a Home Run Derby? I would say yes, probably probably for everybody. Just guessing. I think it'd have to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I watched last year, but I miss certain parts of it. You know, you can miss the – you can watch – I like watching the well, opening round, the first right. round, and then the finals. The middle rounds are kind of uh, – you know, they're hitting a lot of home runs again. Mm-hmm. But you like the new format? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think 
they kind of tweaked it and made it. I think it's made it a little better. Okay. I mean, it was pretty good concept to begin with, but there was, it did. I think it did improve it a little bit. All right. Well, we'll get into it a little bit more later on in the show. Coming up today, we will talk uh, Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys in ESPN San Antonio. We'll have R.J. and get his opinion as, boy, Cowboy training camp is rapidly, rapidly approaching in California. So that'll be interesting to see what he has to say about that. Of course, we'll have Aaron's Campus Confidential, a staple here in the afternoons. Also, Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma and see what his thoughts are on OU and Big 12 Media Days. Though so you kind of feel like an outsider at Big 12 Media Days? Maybe a little? Are they starting to feel like they're in transition mode already? <laughs> Maybe? I don't think it was as weird this year as it's going to be next year. Yeah, I agree. That's we'll assuming that they're still in the conference next year. Yeah, I'm not sure they will which be. Is not, well, yeah, which is... I, um, I agree. I I think I think this will be the last year they play football in in the conference. I, I, I think they'll come to some. I kind agree, of agreement. and people call me crazy, so I'm glad to hear you say the same thing. I've Maybe all, we're both crazy. I don't know, but well, I I just think that they they're going to say, you know what? We thought that pasture was greener. We might as well go over there and graze a little while and find out instead of prolonging it. I know ESPN wants it, mm-hmm. and that will help. Well, because they have that's, money. That's gonna that's gonna be the deciding factor right and then brett yormark basically said he was open to it he said it has to be in the best interest of the conference but mm-hmm. he said that there he basically said he thought that there was an agreement that could be made which means it's going to happen right that that would benefit both parties mm-hmm. so yeah. I, and you he's and gonna, I, he's going to give them a discount buyout is what's going to happen right not a huge one but it, uh, they're going to get a discount and yeah. they're going to be in the sec where they want to be i'm with you 100 percent. them and, and the horns i think both. we've both been saying that even before Long before oh, yeah. your when, mark, when your this, mark said anything. When, but when this came down, I said, and everybody said, "Well, they're not going to write that huge check." Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they'll yeah. write a huge check. Yeah. It won't, like you said, it won't be for the total. Well, no, but I, I still felt even if he wouldn't have given a discount, I still feel like they're not going to be here in twenty to twenty twenty five. Just not going to happen. Couldn't agree more. Just not going to happen. That they, they they want out for a reason. So. I just feel like it's going to happen. Mike Caps from Round Rock Express. They're in hiatus for the All-Star Week as well. And we'll talk to Cappy about what's going on in Round Rock with the Express. He just got in from El Paso this afternoon. So we'll find out what's going on. Oni has a new book out. We'll find out a little bit more about that new book that is available now. So we'll peel the curtain back for you on that as well. As the Matt Mosley Show continues... Right after this on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, from blogging the boys, R.J. Achoa. You know, the argument about them not being America's team kind of rears its ugly head every year. I mean, I think nicknames are forever. There'll never be another steel curtain or, you know, things like that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the shine has definitely faded. You know, like when you take the little plastic film off your new phone and you start to get all smudgy, the smudge is definitely starting to show itself a little bit more than ever. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. 
correct. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I, I'm going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Ear Drive in Waco. And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward Wines, Aaron Sexton along with you. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Aaron. We're playing musical mics in here. <laughs> that was that was awful. <laughs> I know, I'm picky. All right, NFL. We're just days away from NFL training camps. How'd you start you? I'm excited. I I feel much better about it now that I don't have a favorite team. I can just wow. kind of wait for yeah, a lifelong diehard Cowboys fan, and I just you're out th- this off season. I had enough. You're I, out. I, I am. I'm done. You're out. It was a combination of the Amari Cooper debacle when they let everyone know that they were going to cut him, and then didn't get anything in return. It's just one of many front office failures that they have, and then. When Stephen Jones, the guy who, you know, everybody's like, if the, Jerry Jones, if he just stepped, you know, if he wasn't the general manager, maybe they'd be better. Well, it's mm-hmm. going to be Stephen Jones. And Stephen Jones actually said, you don't win Super Bowls in the offseason. Well, yeah, you kind of well, do. Well, yeah, you do. 
I mean, you, you win them you, during the season too, but they are. I just he's yeah, supposed to be. A, do. Yeah, he's supposed to be a salary cap expert. Yet there's they never have any money to <laughs> sign anyone. They're always over the cap. They the roster got worse over the off season, and I just I was like, you know, I I'm big into fantasy football, mm-hmm. and so I've gotten to the point where most of the time I would watch red zone all day anyway, and I found that I kind of enjoyed that better. It was less stressful than flipping back and forth and watching the Cowboys play and being frustrated a lot. Mm-hmm. So I just said enough. And I was thought about rooting for the Texans, especially after they drafted Jalen Petrie, but I, my heart wasn't into it. I was like, you don't have to have a team. Okay. You can root for your fantasy teams there and you watch, go. watch Red Zone the Aaron Sexton's. all day. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Brian Switzer, you remember he was a Cowboy at one time, mm-hmm. went to the Steelers. Uh, he has announced his retirement this morning. Recent injuries caused him to make that decision, but he was a fourth-round pick out of North Carolina, what, five years ago? I was about to say, he had a nice run in the league. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up to make sure, but five or six years, yeah. I think it was, yeah, something like that. Um, but he, you know, had that role in Dallas for a while, and the Cowboys sent him to Oakland. Uh I didn't, he he I never just, really caught on at Oakland that much. He did a few things. I think kick returning was more than anything. And then he was traded again to Pittsburgh this past season where he played some slot receiver and returned punts, I believe. So, yeah. He, uh, Four, you know. Fourth round pick in 2017. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right about that. Yep. So, not not very long for Switzer. But we see that all the time. Injuries force a, a player that you wouldn't think of Ryan Switzer as a superstar in this league, but he was a utility player that could that could be a nice piece for some teams, which he did. I mean, for the Cowboys, he he was he was okay. I don't remember if they got anything for him when they traded him. I remember the trade, and they traded him for another player. It was a defensive lineman. I think that's and right. And he played one year with Dallas. And had had didn't like have much. four tackles yeah, and didn't. half a sack. I, I think it was a failed trade, honestly, yeah. because I think Switzer could have been a kick return guy. That They were hoping that he was going to be the next Beasley, right? Yes, absolutely. He, he that's, fit that. That's what, that's what they were hoping for him, yep. which it never materialized, really. But – Nonetheless, so a little bit of insider news on the NFL. You also had an interesting note before we get to R.J. Ochoa. Leonard Fournette yes. is not afraid of the dinner table. <laughs> he has had a uh, fun offseason, apparently, because he showed up to minicamp for the Buccaneers at 260 pounds when his <laughs> playing weight is between 215 and 225. Somewhere in there. So. He's going to have to work really hard Yes, to the, get ready for opening day. And obviously the coaches, and I'm sure Tom Brady, were not happy. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I don't think you want your tail back at 260. No, and they were looking at him with the other backs that they have as mm-hmm. being basically a three-down back, which you don't even really see that much in the NFL anymore. Right. But he's a great pass-catching back, so they kind of drafted accordingly. I mean, I think they drafted a – 
another running back in maybe the fourth or fifth round, but they didn't really sign anybody in free agency because they have him, mm-hmm. and he showed in showed up to minicamp way, way out of shape. You would think. Now, it may be solid 260, but I'm going to bet on the other side of that. Yeah, just going to bet. I saw, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but I'm just going to bet. I saw the picture. It, it looked like a uh, – it looked like a, a normal 40-year-old guy, 260, if that okay. makes any sense. Yeah, it does. All right, coming up next, R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. He'll join us here on the Matt Mosley Show. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Baylor will dribble out the clock. A dominant performance on the road in a hostile environment in Ames. 87 to 62, the final score. And as the clock hits zero, the Bears are the Big 12 champions in this 2021-2022 season. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. Now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local Boys and Girls Club when you refinance or get a new or used auto loan. You save and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you. Member NCUA. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Summer is when blood donations are at their lowest. Do you know there's a need for 1,500 local blood donors each day? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, 
donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Major League Baseball All-Star Week is underway, and the Rangers have a representative in the Home Run Derby tonight. Corey Seager will see how many home runs he can hit from Dodger Stadium. Home Run Derby starts at 7 o'clock. Texas Rangers, with the third pick in this year's draft, take Kumar Rocker, a right-hand pitcher from Tri-City Valley Cats. Portland Trailblazers beat the New York Knicks 85-77 to win their second straight Summer League championship. Cameron Smith charged his way into the lead at St. Andrews and overcame Roy McIlroy to win the Open Championship yesterday. Former Cowboys and Steelers wide receiver Ryan Switcher has announced his retirement from the NFL. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on a Monday afternoon. Just about uh, halfway through the hour, four o'clock, maybe a little bit over halfway through the hour, four o'clock. Ward White sitting in for Matt Mosley, Aaron Sexton alongside me. And joining us now from Blogging the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Ochoa. R.J., good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon, Ward. Great to be with you. Um, hope your day's going well. Thank you. It is. It's uh, it's nice and sunny and, well, it could be cooler, but it's nice and sunny. How about that? You know, that's how they all are these days. <laughs> nice and sunny. <laughs> R.J., we are just a few days away from training camp getting going. The scale of 1 to 10, R.J. Ochoa's excitement level. You know, I mean, as somebody whose job it is to create content around this team, 10. Um, you know, the offseason can, can be a bit of a desert sometimes. Um, I will say, you know, my, my Cowboys fandom uh, really took off when I was in high school, I would say. And this is one of the, the least, you know, kind of pumped our lowest sort of pumped up level I've ever had. Normally, it's a man. I can't believe it's it's only March. Can't believe it's only April. Uh, you know, and, and so this this has just been a really lackadaisical off season. And so there is this kind of wow, this got here kind of quick emotion to it. Um, and and I you know I do suppose there is this this anxiousness to see okay, are are the Cowboys right in, in everything that they believed? I mean, this is their opportunity to kind of prove us uh, all wrong a little bit. So. I'm, I may be the most curious, uh, most open-minded in that sense than I've ever been uh, with training camp on the horizon. What is the best move in R.J. Ochoa's mind that the Cowboys made in the offseason? Oh, my gosh. Um, that is a tough question. That is, uh, you know, like, hey, you know, honey, where do you want to go for dinner? Level <laughs> of, uh, we all know that answer. Uh, right. Um <laughs> You know, you, you could argue retaining Michael Gallup. Um, you could argue not paying an exorbitant amount of money to Dalton Schultz. Um, I, I think that you probably have to say it's finding a way to work things out with Demarcus Lawrence and not letting him get away too because, you know, people are understandably and admittedly a little bit down on the roster, and that's, you know, due to the loss of Randy Gregory in part. If they had lost Demarcus Lawrence, as well. It, I mean, this, and, and the draft maybe looks a little bit different if that's the case, but if that had happened, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to, to kind of figure out how there would be any kind of excitement. I mean, obviously Michael Parsons is there. 
Um, and, and there were, there were rumors that they were, they were going to move on entirely from him. So either getting out of their own way or finding a way to, to satisfy everybody is probably the, the thing that I would give them the most credit for. Okay. RJ, I'm going to go the other direction for you. The worst move in your mind for the Cowboys in the off season, or do I we know yet? Well, I mean, we certainly don't know the exact worst, but I think, you know, people would argue trading away Amari Cooper. Uh, people would argue cutting Lyle Collins. People would argue, um, you know, the fallout with Randy Gregory. And I, I think not to cheat and, and say it's, it's the collective, but I think it's the, the mismanagement of things. You know, the, Dalton Schultz is a different example, but, you know, had the Cowboys had the foresight a year ago to say, you know what, let's, let's give, let's pay this dude now. Let's, let's kind of bite the bull. Let's, let's pay him a little bit, you know, now ahead of time. They would not be at the bargaining table with him where he's wanting $14, $15 million a year because of, of the way the market exists. And so if they'd had that foresight with him, with Michael Gallup, with Randy Gregory, I mean, those players would, would still be on their team in all likelihood. And, and, and when it comes to Amari, I think that's probably the answer if you have to pick one single move. And it isn't just that they traded him away. It's, it's the way with which it happened. I mean, it, it, they, they very, very obviously completely miscalculated the market for wide receivers in today's NFL. I mean, you look at, at what so many receivers went for. Obviously, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill are cut above the rest, but they went for, for treasure chest hauls. And, you know, but, but Marquise Brown went for a first-round pick. A.J. Brown went for a first-round pick. And I, I'm not, you know, saying or intimating that Amari Cooper is any of those players, but he is not worth simply what was effectively a fifth round pick. And, you know, they telegraphed that not just in the off season, but, but basically from the moment he returned in November of last year, that, that he was not going to be a part of their team. And, and I think kind of, you know, highlighting the writing on the wall was, was maybe their downfall in that sense. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys with us here on ESPN central Texas. RJ is, is there an upset for so many years? Then it's been not good for the last couple of years. It, is there anything that you can look at this offensive line, RJ, and say, I'm encouraged about this. I think this offensive line can get back to being one of the top three or four offensive lines in the NFL. I think the the point of hope or the, the lottery ticket you're kind of hoping that you're sitting on is Tyler Smith, right? Like maybe the Cowboys did it again. Maybe they proved everybody right. Maybe this really is Travis Frederick where, where everybody kind of hated on them for the pick, but, but they got the last laugh in the end. But that's kind of it. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, I, I, I feel like the, the Cowboys have, um, there's, there's so many things that could go wrong, right? Like, like there's so many massive, you know, kind of loose cornerstones of their foundation that if one thing like that goes awry, then, then the whole season can kind of come tumbling down. And, and they are in, in many ways counting on Tyron Smith staying healthy for an entire season, which he hasn't done since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're in many ways counting on Terrence Steele surviving, not just from a health standpoint, but, but being a legitimate starting right tackle on the NFL, which he has been before. Um, but, you know, they cut Lyle Collins to, to prove their point or whatever. And they're, they're making a lot of these bets and they're kind of paying off credit cards with credit cards and hoping that they can just get to get to payday, you know, get to the next paycheck and kind of go to the bank and, and square up. But, um, I mean, that would be the upside is that, that they found a diamond in the rough and that he's going to help stabilize things. And, and you, could, you could argue that for a lot of things. You could say, well, you know, because you can find an example in NFL history to support any sort of hypothesis. But the overwhelming likelihood is that one of these cornerstones is going to fall apart somewhere and then they're going to have to overcompensate them. Right now, 
I, I don't know who their swing tackle is. I mean, again, Tyron Smith is very likely going to miss time. And I don't know, you know, it's probably Josh Ball, who they took in the fourth round last year. And, and that's despite his character concerns, but he's, you know, he has no real NFL experience. And, you know, this is supposed to be a year where you think you can win the Super Bowl and, and your, your dude who is one breath away has no NFL experience, essentially. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a weird way to go about this. RJ, do you know how far along Michael Gallup is? And if it looks like he won't be ready for the start of the season, what does that mean for their receiver room? Because behind C.D. Lamb, they basically have uh, Brown and the rookie that they drafted. And is there a chance that they could sign some? And I feel dumb for even asking this, but is there a chance that they could sign someone like Julio Jones? You know, I... um. I would love that. And, and it's, you know, obviously Julio's a big name and, and you know, a legend. And, and so there's, there's that, you know, kind of fun factor to it. But, um, you know, the Cowboys have been really mum about Michael Gallup and his, his injury status, but they have themselves intimated that he could miss time at the beginning of the regular season. And so that has, has you know, this entire offseason to me hinted that, that you know, my, my own personal guess is it's, it's probably maybe we're looking at two to four weeks. I mean, that, that seems kind of in, in, the, in the range of the way they're talking about this. But you never know. I mean, he could – you can wake up tomorrow and, and just kind of be a modern, you know, miracle from a medicinal standpoint. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's, you know, that's, that's another thing. I mean, they, they have crowned CD lamb and, and obviously he's an incredibly talented player and, and has had some incredible moments in the NFL, but he has, has not, you know, had to really fight to be the team's alpha wide receiver. Like he has been given the role of, um, and without Michael Gallup, I mean, they are, they're a creek. <laughs> I mean, and that's, they, they have not, <laughs> you know, and that's, it goes back to all of these, these positions. They, they have not hedged their bets anywhere. And NFL roster making and decision allows you to do that. There, there's no rule saying you can't have, you know, a surplus of, of wide receivers, you know, in the event that, you know, one of them's not healthy. And that's just now, right? Like we're just sitting here in the mid July saying, well, what are they going to do if Michael Gallup's out weeks one through four or whatever? And okay, cool. But what if, what if that, you know, what if in week two, Michael Gallup still, still out and CD lamb has sprained his ankle or, or twisted his ankle, whatever. Now, what are you doing? I mean, they are just completely banking on everything working in a vacuum because they wanted to. And so, yeah, I think Julio would, would bring, you know, stability to this, this group at this point in time, it's, it's CD lamb, it's Jalen Tolbert, it's James Washington, who they signed in free agency, who was also, you know, injured uh, throughout OTAs. I mean, it's, you know, and, and maybe they are finally going to incorporate Tony Pollard in, in that facet. That would be nice to see. But, you know, it's just they have all of these avenues and resources of team building. Um, it's just questionable that they would choose to, to try to thread this needle this specific way. RJ, we talk every year about hot seats in college football, college basketball, NFL, more than anywhere else. Is Mike McCarthy going into this season with his backside pretty warm? Is he on a hot seat? And, and how long is that lease? Is it anywhere near as long as Jason Garrett's was? Well, you know, Jason Garrett was a chosen son of the organization, right? And so, I, I mean, I think that that inherently kind of made his leash longer. The fact that his father worked for the team, that he kind of grew up in the team as a player and then as an offensive coordinator, you know, it, it was, he was, you know, the chosen one in so many ways. And so, um, I, and, and, you know, I mentioned, you know, my, my like, you know, insane Cowboys fandom really began when I was in high school. You know, I, if, if I look back, even back to those days, you know, generally speaking, in seasons following the Cowboys having won the division or had some sort of success, there is nothing but hype. I, I have in my lifetime never experienced a, a situation like this where the Cowboys won double digit games last year, won the NFC East, 
you know, we're, we're the best in the NFL in, in this, that, and the other metric. And, and people think they're just utter trash right now. Um, and it's difficult, right? It's difficult to argue against the things that we've been talking about for the last few minutes here and how they sort of deteriorated and gutted their own roster willfully, purposely, and, and consciously and in full and, and a, a alleged sound mind. Um, and so, you know, I don't ever buy into the conspiracy theories of like, oh, they, they don't want to win. They just want to make money or you know, the most vogue conspiracy theory lately is they're just setting this up for Sean Payton, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, I find those those types of theories to be ridiculous and silly, but I'll tell you what, in, in my professional life and just personal life following the Cowboys, I, I have never had this much difficulty diffusing those sort of conspiracy theories because mm -hmm. it's hard. It's, it's hard not to believe that there isn't, I mean, these are things are not necessarily illogical, but they're so void of logic that it's difficult to understand how, how they would feel like this is the best way to go about it. Um, <laughs> and so I, I really feel for Mike McCarthy. I, I truly do. It's, it's not an easy thing to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And there's nothing he has ever done professionally that he has ever been given any credit for because a long time ago, he lost a PR battle to Aaron Rodgers, who is insanely talented. And so in all likelihood, the Cowboys will flounder this year. I don't see any way he's fired before the season ends. And if they don't reach their ultimate goal, you know, some somebody has to pay for it. And and his, you know, he's not in the will. And so, <laughs> so I, I mean, um, he he ultimately will be the one. I think. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys in ESPN San Antonio with us here on this Monday afternoon. RJ, I certainly appreciate you hopping on, spend a little bit of time with me this afternoon. Uh, have a great week. Enjoy the kids. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Stay cool. All right, there he goes. RJ Ochoa, logging the boys. Stay cool. That's funny. There are a lot of people that that are very knowledgeable about the Cowboys that you can get on to talk to, and a lot of people that I enjoy talking to about the Cowboys, and RJ is absolutely my favorite. Yeah, he's he's outstanding. Yep. He is outstanding. He keeps it he keeps it real. He's not gonna throw anything out there that is fanfare. He'll he'll tell you like it is how the Cowboys and he's a huge fan. Or he wouldn't be following the Cowboys like that. But he's also a realist. But sometimes, if you're a Cowboys fan, it's hard to be. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> Coming up next, Aaron's got Campus Confidential. We'll find out what's happening around campuses. That's next on ESPN Central Texas. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. 
Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Major League Baseball All-Star Week is underway, and the Rangers have a representative in the Home Run Derby tonight. Corey Seager will see how many home runs he can hit from Dodger Stadium. Home Run Derby starts at 7 o'clock. Texas Rangers, with the third pick in this year's draft, take Kumar Rocker, a right-hand pitcher from Tri-City Valley Cats. Portland Trailblazers beat the New York Knicks 85-77 to win their second straight summer league championship. Cameron Smith charged his way into the lead at St. Andrews and overcame Roy McIlroy to win the Open Championship yesterday. Former Cowboys and Steelers wide receiver Ryan Switzer has announced his retirement from the NFL. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. And it is not Matt Mosley, unfortunately. Sorry to disappoint. Ward White sitting in for Matt Mosley here on this Monday afternoon. I will be here the next uh, couple of days anyway. As Matt is laying on a beach somewhere, just soaking up the rays with sunglasses on as usual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's now, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> it may not actually be on a beach right now. There's a high probability, but yeah. he's definitely wearing sunglasses. <laughs> All right. It is Campus Confidential. Aaron, what do you have today? We will start as we have most days the past couple of weeks with conference realignment news, a story just published on CBS Sports from Dennis Dodd. Dennis Dodd says Notre Dame will remain independent if it can earn at least $75 million annually in media rights revenue from current broadcast partner NBC. Now, they currently are only paying them $15 million a year, sources told CBS Sports that for NBC to feel comfortable raising Notre Dame's valuation to that level, it would need, quote, shoulder programming from a Power 5 conference to enhance its overall college football coverage. Such a move had been speculated previously that the Big Ten was the conference mentioned as a target. However, the Big 12, according to Dennis Dodd, has now emerged as a strong option to fill NBC's shoulder programming needs with the Big Ten's Tier 1 rights obviously going to Fox more than likely for about a billion dollars. So that means the Big 12 could have another TV network bidding on their rights package. We already know that CBS from reports is very interested in it. Now you add NBC, possibly the possibility of the streaming services as a part of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just uh, if that report is correct, that's good news for the Big 12. I'm going to go out there and say... Never happening. <laughs> Never happening. Notre Dame holds all the cards in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. 
and all they have to do is sit back and watch it all unfold, and they don't have to do anything. They're going to make their money. NBC is going to pay them their money. Right. And it's going to happen. And you mean the best, as far as them joining a conference? They're, they're not, dude. They're not going to join a conference. They're not. They're, yeah. They, I, they're going to sit back and go, eh, we like being independent. And I think NBC likes and thinks they can make money from them, even paying them that much. Oh, absolutely they can. I, I, honestly, when I found out it was $15 million a year, which I know it's only one school, but I was like, Man, Notre Dame's kind of underpaid, I think, for well, for their in, brand. In today's, and, in today's right. deal, when they when they made that deal, it was probably a huge knock. Yeah. Now in today's, NBC's going to have to pony up. But I, I'm telling you, Notre Dame is not in a hurry, and they're not in a hurry to join a conference whatsoever. They don't have to join a conference. Nope. They they hold all the cards, and they can just sit back and watch it all unfold. Yeah, and people talk about the two super conferences keeping everybody out, which isn't going to happen anyway. No. Because. The networks for, are not going to let that happen. Right. That you, you're not going to cut off half the country from having a chance at the college football playoffs. No. And it, it, you're not going to cut out Notre Dame no matter what happens, like you said. I mm-hmm. mean, they're just they're too big. The brand's too big, and they can remain independent and still. And still do fine. That's exactly right. And I honestly thought that the money difference would be too big between what they would make from NBC and what they could possibly make in the Big Ten. But now with this report – I'm with you. I've kind of changed my mind on that. I think they'll remain independent, and I think NBC will come up with the money to keep them on the network where they can remain independent. Yeah, I, I really think that that's going to happen. That's just been a big part of it. I, and I could be way wrong. Money, money changes everything. Some people say money ruins everything, and, you know, they're not totally wrong. But I just, you know, talking to some people from Notre Dame saying, look, you don't have to be in any hurry. Right. We, don't, we don't have to do anything. The Big Ten's always going to be there anytime they want to go. Yes. Yeah. So, and the college football playoffs, the joke that it is right now, mm-hmm. until they expand it, with the brand that Notre Dame has, they'll always be in the conversation. I mean, they, there's there's teams, one of them right here, that probably aren't going to get a fair shake. Right. Especially after Cincinnati kind of ruined it last year. <laughs> I mean, I think they put Cincinnati, this is my humble opinion, they put Cincinnati in last year just because everybody's been clamoring for past years. Hey, you're not giving everybody a fair shake at this. Well, okay, watch this. And they got drummed, and now the committee can go back and go, see, they can't play with these guys, even (laughs) though you think they should be able to. Yeah, I heard, and I I can't remember which show it was on. It may have been Coward. Um, But he said they were talking about Cincinnati and they were like who you know the the game with Alabama and they were I forgot who it was but he was he had a great point he was saying don't you think that Baylor would have given them a better game than Cincinnati don't you think Oklahoma State would have given Alabama a better game than Cincinnati and I was like that's a great point and yeah I think they would have maybe yeah probably but Baylor and Oklahoma State are not getting invited to a four-team dance either they're not uh, they would have to go undefeated. It, it, and go undefeated in a big way. I don't care if they go undefeated. If there's somebody else close, they're not getting a, they're not getting an invite to the party. Just not. Fan base not big enough. Uh, They've proved I, that before with TCU and Baylor. Yeah, but they had both had one loss. It doesn't matter. They would it have does, been in. They it, would it have been in with if, if Baylor well, has an undefeated season, they're TCU getting has an undefeated 
Not if somebody else is close and has the undefeated there, season that has a bigger brand. I understand, and but there's just usually not four undefeated teams. I know that. I, I agree with you. But if there's anybody that's close oh, well, that, I, that's right there, they're they're going to get left out of it. TCU's going to get left out of it. Cincinnati probably would have last year, except that the committee just wanted to say, we told you so. That and it that was, that was a really down down year for the teams right behind them, especially yeah. when the one right behind them was Notre Dame, who they had beaten, mm-hmm. or else, you're right, I think the one the one win... Notre I was shocked that Notre Dame didn't get in instead of Cincinnati, just because of the way the committee's gone about it before. Right, and people would have been wailing, but the only reason they didn't is because they actually lost to Cincinnati. If that one loss would have been to anyone else, Notre Dame would have been playing Alabama no last doubt. year. You're absolutely no right doubt. about that. No doubt. Uh, speaking of the college football playoffs, it's it's SEC media days, and Greg Sankey spoke about that and talked, you know, the uh, alliance, such as it was, blocked the expansion mm-hmm. of the college football playoffs. It would have included spots for the sixth highest-ranked conference champions. Well, now Greg Sankey is saying we need to take a step back and kind of look at that. He's not for that anymore because they decided not to do it. He said, quote, number of teams where there should be – any guarantee for conference champions at all, just earn your way. There's something that's healthy and competitive competitive about that and creates expectations around programs. So now he has changed to where he just wants the top-ranked teams to be sure in the college has. football playoffs because Wonder he why. knows about you know, A couple of them are going to come out of his conference. Right. Probably if in an 18 playoff, at least two every year, probably three most years. Mm-hmm. So in, I, I don't know if they'll ever even go to an 18. I mean, the college football playoffs is a joke right now. It is. It's an absolute joke. It's not a playoff. And they say that money runs everything. Well, they just left about a billion dollars on the table for the two years they could have renegotiated mm-hmm. if they had expanded. So Yeah, it's a, it's an absolute joke. It is. So until they go to a true playoff where they let them get on the field and, and show. And, I, you know, the argument is, well, so-and-so would beat the dog out of so-and-so. Well, you don't know that. I mean, probably they would. But give them a chance to do it. Make yeah. them play three or four games to get to a national championship because anything can happen. That's a, Anything. Yep. That's what I always used to say when Baylor won their first two conference championships. Alabama, sure, they probably beat them, but wouldn't you have loved to have seen that Baylor offense against the Alabama defense? Yeah, why not? They had never – they hadn't seen any offenses like that in the SEC. It was just totally different. One more real quick one. I know we're at the top of the hour, but I, I think you'll – Figured you would like this one. Texas Tech fans discovered that TCU would not be selling single-game tip- tickets for the Red Raiders' visit to Fort Worth this fall. The only way you can buy a ticket to that game is to either buy one through the Texas Tech ticket allotment or to purchase a season ticket package through TCU. In response, the official Tech Athletics Twitter account tweeted out that single-game tickets for all seven home games, with the word all emphasized, were available uh for Texas for, Tech games. For Red Raiders at Jones. Right. Um, Tech fans went to Twitter, obviously, to give TCU Athletic Director Jeremiah Donati a hard time, but he doubled down on it and said that it would probably be the same way for basketball, too. He said, quote, quite aware of thanks. Expect it for hoops tickets, too. Hmm. Very <laughs> interesting. It really is. Somebody Not- in Fort Worth is going to make a lot of money because – those tickets are going to get scalped to Red Raider fans. Yeah, and you're showing absolutely, which I understand why, because they don't exactly have a 
bunch of rabid zealot fans showing up to all their games, but mm-hmm. you're not showing any faith in your fans to show up this year in football or basketball by doing that. No, no, you're absolutely not. All right, there's Campus Confidential with Aaron Sexton here on the Matt Mosley Show. It is the top of the hour. Coming up next, Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma. We'll talk to him about the Sooners at Big 12 Media Day, and will that be the last time we see the Sooners at Big 12 Media Days? That's coming up next. Right here on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Your Drive in Waco. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. And sorry to disappoint, it is not Matt Mosley. Ward White sitting in for Matt Mosley here on this Monday afternoon. Aaron Sexton alongside as we make our way through the second hour of the Matt Mosley Show. Joining us now from the Oklahoman, Ryan Aber. Talk a little Sooners and Big 12. Ryan, how are we this afternoon, sir? 
Doing great. How are you doing this afternoon? Outstanding. I appreciate you hopping on and spending a little bit of time with me. All right, right off the bat, Ryan, I'm going to go with the hard question. Was this the last Big 12 media days that we see the Oklahoma Sooners at AT AT&T Stadium? I still think if I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet they're going to be at one more. Okay. It's not going to bowl me over if this is the last. It, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's all so up in the air that I have a hard time calling it <laughs> either way. I mean, I just, yeah, I just, I just don't know because yeah, of the fact I, that it's just so, it's so convoluted right now. Yeah, it really is. Although I, I think the events of the last couple of weeks, and and you know, when I say that, I'm talking about USC and UCLA's mm-hmm. departure. I think that gets the Big 12 closer, especially if they bring any other teams aboard, any other schools aboard, closer to being able to cut the cord with OU in Texas and not feel like they have to wring every you know cent they can out of the the thing, which is where you know I think a lot of the schools are uh, right now, and and uh, you know really wanting to to push the push the envelope there. I, I think. That if if the Big Twelve brings teams aboard, and uh, you know OU and Texas feel like that number gets a little bit uh, better for them to go ahead and depart, that I, I think there's a, a much better chance of that happening now than uh, you know a, a few weeks ago before the the news about USC and UCLA broke. Let me ask you this, Ryan: Is, is there the possibility of when the new invitees come into the Big 12, we all know who they are, and Texas and Oklahoma are still in, how good is this conference with those teams in? Yeah, with, with those teams, I mean, heck, you think, uh, you know, with with Oklahoma, what it's been able to do, uh, you know, uh, in the, the last, uh, gosh, uh, I guess decade especially, but then with Cincinnati, what it what it's become and what it looks like, it can, you know, be in better position to maintain now than, uh, you know, before it made the move to the Big Twelve. And obviously BYU uh, and, and Texas have a lot of potential and, and could, uh, you know, turn heads as well. Uh, and that's not even mentioning t- programs like you know Baylor and Oklahoma State that have put together strong runs recently. So it's going to be a really good conference. You know, obviously would put it probably behind the SEC still in the Big Ten, but, uh, you know, right there uh, really with anybody but the SEC, if those programs come on board, it'd be be a really fun, interesting season, especially to see how they would uh, divide things up as far as conference championship game and and things like that would be – Really interesting to see what would happen if we do get uh, OU and Texas staying for a year with those four, and uh, you know also which which places OU and Texas gets to visit and what they do schedule wise with all of that. Ryan, what was your big takeaway from Big Twelve Media Days for the Sooners? Uh, you know, for the Sooners, I, I think the biggest thing is just it the it's almost time for uh, the talking to stop, and it was a, a much a different vibe from the Sooners than it has been the last couple of years. I mean, uh, you know, OU had just one person on the all-conference all preseason team that was a punter 
Uh, they were uh, picked second, although I, I think anybody who reads anything too much into that with how bunched up Baylor, uh, OU, and OSU were in the top three, I, I, I think uh, they're misguided a little bit just because it was so so close there that it's hard to say that, oh, you know, OU get, isn't getting any respect or, you know, the, the people are thinking OU's down. I, I don't think that's the case. It's just a lot of parody. But you didn't hear any of that talk from uh, OU's players that were Brent Venables. And, you know, in the past, you'd talk about, oh, you know, we got to go prove people wrong and things like that. We heard that a lot with Lincoln Riley, uh, you know, more in season than before the season. But, heck, we heard it a little bit last year. And uh, there, there wasn't any of that. Brent Venables has said all the right things to this point. It, it, you know, he's fired up the fan base with the, the, with the way that he talks. But now's the time for that to start transitioning from talking and, and talking about what you want this program to be and, and what you're going to do versus really doing it. And they're about to have that opportunity starting here uh, in just a couple of weeks. Ryan Aver with the Oklahoma and here on the ESPN Central Texas Ward White's along with you sitting in for Matt Mosley here on this Monday. Ryan, is this the biggest question mark hovering over Oklahoma's offense than we've seen in quite some time? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, when you, when you think about uh, quarterback and, and, you know, obviously Dylan Gabriel's a, a guy that's really highly thought of in a lot of circles, but hasn't done it at the level that OU has come to expect and, and the level that OU has produced over the last few years and then the transition from uh, what Lincoln Riley was doing offensively to what Jeff Levy does, uh, you know, quite a bit uh, difference there. And then the offensive line that has a lot of question marks as well. And that's not to mention running back and wide receiver where they've got a lot of things up in the air. So there's, there's some potential for them to still be really, really good. And I think the expectation is their offense is going to be pretty good. Uh, but there's a lot of question marks that, uh, you know, are still very much there uh, going into the season. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that stuff uh, comes together. But a lot of potential, but a lot of uh, a lot of things have to come together right for that for that to work out. Is this league transitioning into more of a defensive league in your mind than it ever has been before since the inception of the Big 12? Yeah, I, I think certainly. And, and part of that is just the way the defenses have reacted to what was going on offensively just a few years ago, the just natural ebb and flow of, of college football. Uh, and I, I think also part of it is the, the coaches that are brought in, you know, at, at one point it was a, a lot of really offensive minds uh, that, that were directing the teams. And now it's starting to make a shift as we've seen with Dave Aranda, as we now with Brent Venables and obviously Matt Campbell, up at Iowa State, it's taken much more of a defensive turn. So we'll see if that that trend continues. Uh, you know, especially this year, given uh, some what some of these offenses, the top offenses in the league, lost. I think you could continue to see that shift toward the defensive side uh, this season. Does that make this league more competitive in your mind? Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it that that leads to to greater parity, more of a chance that. You know, any team can knock off any other team uh, in uh, any given week. So I think it makes it more interesting, more fun. Uh, you know, does it make it more entertaining? Actually watching the games, 
uh, you know, I'll leave that up to each individual listener. But, um, it, you know, in my mind, it makes it at least uh, uh, more fascinating when you look at the overall scope of things rather than just game to game. Do you, do you like watching a game that's, I don't know, 65 to 64? Or would you rather see that defensive side of the thing? I, I, I enjoy watching, you know, really good defensive football and, you know, uh, I, I'm also a guy who enjoy, enjoys, uh, you know, pitching battles in, uh, in <laughs> baseball. So, you know, maybe I'm not the, the one to, to, to base who the, the grand uh, general viewer is going to think, but I, I think anything, anytime a game is close, whether it's really highly offensive or, uh, you know, a defensive battle, it's interesting, but in my mind, when you've got really good defenses on the field and you know that they can make stops consistently, and then that to me is the, when football is, is most fun to watch because when you see those really high scores, I mean, you think about that, uh, you know, the Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes game from a few years ago, mm-hmm. just the ridiculous numbers. Yeah, it was great and it was entertaining. It was fun to watch, but you also sat there and go, what is going on with these defenses? <laughs> uh, so it's it's easier to think of these teams as being overall well-rounded when you get the scores down into, you know, the, the, the reasonable numbers versus what we were seeing just a few years ago. Ryan, with the coaching change and with all of the turnover with the transfer portal, what are fans' expectations of Oklahoma this year? And is there a realistic possibility that by Oklahoma standards, they could have a really down year and lose four or five games? Well, I'll start with the first part of that, the expectations. The expectations are still really high when you talk about the OU fan base and you talk about the people who are, uh, you know, the inside of that OU program. Now the the question becomes a, a, a realistic one of realisticness, and it, it, I, I think there's a chance, obviously, that OU can win the Big Twelve and get to the college football playoff if things fall right for them. Their schedule is is fairly favorable. Their non conference schedule is is pretty favorable, so that could happen. But on the other side it's been a long time since an OU team really probably since 1999, Bob Stoops, first year at this OU team has had this many question marks and it's not just about the transition. Although that's obviously a big part of it as they move to a Jeff Levy offense and a Brent Venable slash Ted roof defense. Uh, you know, this, this defense lost a lot of really good players. You talk about Nick Benito and, and Brian Osamo and as they, as Thomas Perry on Winfrey, I mean, those were a lot of the guys who were, you know, some of the best defenders in the Big 12 over the last couple of years, Delarian Turner Yell, and then all the offensive question marks that we, you know, talked about just a little bit ago. So there, there's a possibility, I think, that they lose more than they have in a long time. I, I'm not sure that because of the schedule and, and what their non-conference schedule especially is that I would expect that, but uh, you know, certainly that's something that's uh, uh, on the table for this team, and it's been a really long time since you could say something like that. Ryan Aber with the Oklahoma with us here on ESPN Central Texas. Ryan, I certainly do appreciate you hopping on on this Monday afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I hope to talk to you soon. 
Sounds great. I appreciate you having me on as always. Have a good one. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking to you before too long, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it very much. There he goes, Ryan Aber with the Oklahoman. High expectations for the Sooners. I I agree. I mean, I don't I don't see any reason why they shouldn't have high expectations. Um you know, they they got the guy they wanted, obviously. So I I think they were a little bit in shock when Lincoln Riley left, but I also think it didn't surprise them 100% maybe where he went to mm-hmm. more than anything else, but there's been so many rumblings about Lincoln Riley and the Dallas Cowboys that OU fans had to say, "Well, it's going to happen sometime." Right? So. He's he's kind of he kind of had a wandering eye for a while, mm-hmm. even even though it was just quote unquote reports. But right. there was a lot of those, and usually when there's that much smoke, there's 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 eventually going to be a fire. There was well, and the other thing is with Lincoln Riley, if you'll remember, this wasn't a job that just he pursued one hundred percent. As far as okay, this this is really my dream job. This was this was kind of thrown in Lincoln Riley's lap. Now it worked out wonderfully for him, right? But he he was kind of groomed and and handed handpicked by Bob Stoops, now and that, so that's you know he kind of I hate to say this, but he kind of fell into it. No, that's a great point, and and it obviously was. I was going to say it may have been, but it was obviously. Not his dream job. I mean, he. I'm sure he appreciated it. It, it may and, have been. It may have not it. have been. But it was. You know, it was gift wrap for him. Right. And then he didn't have to pursue it when he saw the opportunity for USC. He jumped at it pretty quick. Well, yeah. I and can't hardly blame him. I mean, well, at the time it looked like you got a clear path to just dominating the Pac-12 for mm-hmm. years and years to come. Now he's going to the Big Ten. That's a little bit harder path with the schools there, but I still don't think it's as tough as winning in the SEC, which is what he was looking at. No, it's absolutely not as tough. <laughs> it's absolutely not as tough. And, oh, by the way, you're recruiting Southern California. Yep, if you can. That's re- not a bad bad pitch. It's kind of like being in Texas. Uh, yeah. If you can recruit Southern California really well, which he's already showing that he can, you can have a top national program and you can compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Thanks to Ryan Aber joining us here on this Monday afternoon. Coming up next, a little bit, a little more baseball. All-Star Home Run Derby coming up tonight. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit, but let's talk Round Rock Express with Mike Caps, the voice of Round Rock Express. That's next here on ESPN Central Texas. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast, Sunday and hot the rest of the way this afternoon with a heat advisory in effect. Overnight low near 80 with clear skies. Tomorrow, sunny heat advisory in effect once again for tomorrow. And Wednesday, we'll see highs both days near 108. Right now, it's 105 at ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Here's the play, fourth down and goal from the one. And up, run and left, trying to get to the corner. He didn't get there. He didn't get there. He stops 
From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Is $5 gas and high-priced groceries eating into your pocketbook? Afraid how much longer you'll be able to purchase a firearm for protection or sporting needs? Then you need to head to the Real Texas Gun Show at Lee Lockwood Library, July 30th and 31st, benefiting the Scottish Rite Foundation of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be the show where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. Their vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas, and the variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. Located at 2801 West Waco Drive in the Lee Lockwood Library Museum, this gun show is to help raise funds for the Scottish Rite Foundation's many charities in the state of Texas. Do not miss this show either as a patron or a Vendor. That's the real Texas Gun Show at Lee Lockwood Library and Museum in Waco, benefiting charity Saturday, July 30th, 9 to 5, and Sunday, July 31st from 10 to 4. It's kid-friendly, so bring the family. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Sorry to disappoint. Matt Mosley not in on this Monday afternoon. Ward White's filling in for Matt Mosley. Alongside me is Aaron Sexton. And now I'm very excited to bring into the show from the Round Rock Express, Mr. Mike Caps. Hello, Mike. Good afternoon to you, sir. Ward, just how in the heck are you? I'm outstanding. How about yourself? Uh, I'm outstanding in a field. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That just... uh... I just got—I tell you—I just got off an hour podcast uh, with mm-hmm. guy, uh, about six other people in New England, and they got me fired up about um, such things as pitch clocks and uh, <laughs> is baseball, is baseball going to survive. Are you kidding me? Uh, so, so I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm all ready to go, Ward. 
Well, let's fire you up then. How about a pitch clock, Mike? Do you think that's a good thing for Major League Baseball? Yes, sir. And I think it's going to happen, and I think it's going to happen within the next two years, and it's been uber successful in AAA. Uh, that along, you know, we're doing the uh, robotic umpire. How's that working? It's an eight-camera it's, it's, it's eight setup in each ballpark. Uh, it still needs some tweaks. Mm-hmm. But between the pitch clock and the way that the way that works, so uh, a lot of people probably don't know. If if you're a pitcher and you don't get your pitch off by 19 seconds when they start that clock and you get on the rubber, you get charged with a ball. If you're a hitter and you don't ask for timeout and you back out, you're charged to strike. Oh, well, guess what? People are staying in the damn box like they should, <laughs> and on the rubber like they should. Then you guys through the years have heard me scream about floating strike zones. Mm-hmm. The easy for years, AAA umpires were able to keep it static, which meant nobody has to guess whether it's a strike or a ball. Once it floats, moves back and forth or up and down. It drives hitters and pitchers crazy because they don't know where they can pitch and get a strike. So that slows the game down because you got managers, coaches, hitters screaming at umpires, managers, coaches, hitters, pitchers screaming at umpires, and all it does is slow down the game. Case in point to the whole thing. Right. We play. We were playing out in Vegas. This was two weeks ago. Uh, finishing a three-game series Sunday night. We can't get out time so i'm uh, i go back to the hotel pour myself a glass of wine kick back and watch the angels reel off a 29 minute inning <laughs> i mean if you've ever seen the, taking off the gloves resetting the gloves oh. walking around the mound back up on top rosin bag you know Here's the thing. Fans want to see the game or they don't right. want it. They don't care about how you press around the mound or how you show off your testosterone by taking your gloves off and on and readjusting them. And plus it ends up costing you minutes every game. So what, right. what's happened here? This time last year, we were about at 325 average for a game. And we played two four-hour games last year, nine innings. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're somewhere – between two two eighteen and two thirty five average. Back where the game should be. Do? Hello, yes. And, and look, I'll sit there and call a baseball game all day, all night. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just I just want fans to be entertained. And when they're entertained, guess what? It's fun for everybody because you're playing the game the right way. And moving the thing along. It's just, golly. It keeps everybody engaged, for one, because you never know what's going to happen. You don't want to miss it. You don't get up and run in the concession stand because there's not a nine-minute break in between innings. It, you know, it, it just, to me, it's the way the game used to be played and was supposed to be played, and we veered so far away from that. And what I hear from you on this, what's working with the with the umpire cam and with the pitch clock is – you're removing the prima donna from baseball, which should be done a long time ago. Okay, and you're also keeping your hitters and outfielders Engaged. on their toes. Yes, 
I mean, you're a coach. You know how important that is. Well, sure. Uh, not only for, your, for players from both teams, but for the fans' sake and coaches' sake mm-hmm. and managers' sake in our, in our business. But you know what? Um, we're hearing quiet rumblings that Major League Baseball may take that pitch clock up uh, within the next two years. The robotic umpire, and I, I've named him. I've named him. Okay. He's 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 he spot the umpire <laughs> because after all you have to hit your spots right? right. Okay, and and I I we were in El Paso last night and back home for the All Star break, but I jumped spot about four times for being off. <laughs> and, and I think there's and and I mentioned that, that I think it needs some tweaks and it does because there's some kind there's some kind of uh, way that the real tall players and the real short players, the strike zone doesn't remain the same to them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what I'm seeing night in and night out. And, and, th- but they'll fix it and, and anything. And there's still, there's still an umpire there who has a headset. I mean, it's just a little, little piece. Like you see joggers wearing now, uh, they won't talk to you when you're like out walking and they're right. running past you and, and <laughs> Anyway, you know, I'm just spewing. But the bottom line is, uh, I think it'll work. And I'm an old school guy. I got great chin whiskers, and I, you know, I'm 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 big time old school baseball guy. Right. But this this is worth people pursuing and paying attention to. And you're going to like games a whole lot. But come down to Round Rock and see if you don't believe me. I mean, it's it's it is a vast vast change from what we had going last year. You mentioned hitting spots. Is that the most important thing for a young pitcher that you see coming through night in and night out, getting more comfortable and more confident, hitting their spots? Is that the one of the most important things in AAA when you see those guys coming through, being able to Boy, do I, that rather than not I being able to do so. it? I sure think so. And, and a lot of times <laughs> – Guys want to come out there, even at our level, even one step from the big leagues. They want to show you how hard they can throw it. Well, that's fine if you can hit your spot. If you can't hit your spot, there's a difference. There's a difference between, uh, and we've had we've got four or five kids in this league now that are 100, 101. And you know, wow, any Brahmin bull in the in the in a pen or out in the pasture outside of Waco. If the, that pitcher's out there, he will not get hit in his butt. There's no <laughs> way. I don't care how close he is. But the bottom line to that is, it, the the question you ask is so spot on because yes, 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 you got to be able to hit the spots. We were talking about this on that on that podcast I was telling you about, mm-hmm. and this guy asked me this question. Said, uh, "How in the world did you get?" four-man rotations like the Orioles had for so many years. You know, you had uh, Jim Palmer and Mike Weyar and a couple other guys, and they hit their spots. And none of them threw over 90 miles an hour. Well, that's the whole key to pitching is being right. able to change speed, move it around. You don't have to blow people's doors off. No. And it's silly. It's silly to try to do it because I, – and I don't know. I have no proof. I'm not a doctor, but there's so many more shoulder injuries now. Mm-hmm. And Tommy John is like 
Tommy John is like a kid going in and, and uh, pulling a piece of candy out. No, let's, let's get a second Tommy John. And some of them have them. Right. Um, there's just better ways to do this stuff. And dial it down, learn to pitch. And if you need to reach back and get 98, you got it. If if, if that's the way your your DNA was programmed for you by your parents. And the other thing we used to see too, Mike, is pitchers, you know, like what you're talking about, were able to go deeper into the game because of the fact they weren't sitting there trying to rock and fire the entire game. They were trying to be deceptive and hit the spots and keep the batter confused as much as possible and not having to throw as hard kept them able to go seven, eight innings in a ball game, sometimes nine. There's only one Nolan Ryan for a reason, and that was he had to, he had this big, strong body that he kept in tremendous shape all the way through his age 45. Most people are not constructed that way, do not work as hard as Nolan did to stay in shape, and cannot withstand the rigors of throwing that baseball as hard as guys throw it now. Their legs don't hold up. Their backs don't hold up. Well, Nolan had – Nolan defied the old scouts who used to say – uh, and the guy who signed him, Red Murphy, was one of those. Pitcher uh, shouldn't be lifting weights. I say <laughs> horse, horse hockey. You do it the right way with uh, plenty of stretching exercises and making sure your cardio is there. You're going to be bigger and stronger. You cannot help it unless you have zero testosterone running through your body. Right now, Ed, pitchers do tear themselves up trying to do that, and and. Think about the force it takes that you have to generate from your feet to your to your quads to your hips to your back and to that shoulder and elbow. The force it takes to get that thing up to over ninety miles an hour, and you take it up to a hundred miles an hour. What do you think is going to give your body? One, one of that that one link in that chain is going to blow up. It mm-hmm. cannot help. This depends on. Um, it's not if it's when. Right. That's it. Mike Caps, the voice of Round Rock Express, with us here on ESPN Central Texas Worldwide's in from Matt Mosley here on this Monday. And, and Mike, it's All Star Week. We pointed that out early. Mike Caps' favorite part of All Star Week or weekend or everything involved with the All Star Game. Now, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I sort of, I sort of still. And, and and that's uh, you know we we got on a, we had a two forty five a.m. wake up call to fly home this morning. Uh, so I'm gonna and we think I did. I came in here and I didn't I didn't go work out. I jumped in the shower and took a nap. But that and that and Good for we you. all need these we all need these four day breaks and 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 that's kind of cool. Um, I tell you, I'm more into, uh, and I I love the All Star Game. Don't misunderstand, but I'm more into I'm, I'm more into what's going to happen to our kids, uh, you know, how how they come out of the All Star break. Are, are, are they going to be able to burst and and try to catch the two teams that are ahead of that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. All Star Game is for the fans, and while I'm a fan, I know what these guys can do, and, and so I'm good with it. But uh, and, and I'm and I'm right now in the midst of 
promoting a book that's coming out during the all-star game called grinders baseball's intrepid and and it's 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 stories of guys who were told no never and then ended up playing 20 years guys who played 20 years or pitched 20 years and wanted to finish their careers the right way it's stories of guys from the jim crow south who were threatened with their lives if they got off a bus and went into a restaurant in Jim Crow South. It's stories of wartime grinders. Uh, Hank Bauer, who was a, a tough nut Marine, uh, leading onslaughts on the Guadalcanal and a bunch of other Pacific Islands in World War II. And Bobby Jones, who managed here, who called artillery fire in Vietnam for two years. The, this game transcends so much. Everybody tends to focus on the superstars, but if you stop and think about it, um, you know, you know, it, it, you, three superstars on the team top. Everybody else is trying to grind and make it work, mm-hmm. and, and and there's such a correlation between what we're talking about, baseball wise, and what people go through in their own lives that it that I just think that if people can. And we need to do this in the U.S. right now. We're so worried individually. So many people are about what's going to happen to me and woe is me and this and that. And the other. If you just understand that life, there's things all through life, and it's a grind. Look, if you're a, if you're a single parent with two kids and you're working two jobs, you're a grinder. If you're a small business owner, for any one of a number of reasons, you're a grinder. If you work for a corporation and you're not at the top level and they ask you to work a month of 60-hour weeks instead of 40-hour weeks, you're going to do it to better yourself and the corporation. You're a grinder. It just translates. Baseball translates to life so many different times. But this book, I'm, I'm so proud of it. and I'm so blessed to have written it. And it's, it, it, there are just so many stories about guys who just simply were were told no and said forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I can say the name them all, but but I just think it's a worthwhile read. And, and I've researched it board for two years before I've ever decided to write it. It's an outstanding book, absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Got mine on Amazon. You can too. Where else can they get it though, Mike? You got it? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Ward. When we get off, I, let me give you my address and send it down here, and let me sign it for you. Oh, that'd be awesome. How about if I come to an express game and you sign it for me? How about, how about you come to an express game and you put a third headset on and sit and talk to us? <laughs> okay, I'm in. How about that? You know what, you know what you'll do? We you know what you're going to find out? That there, there are ways in life, and you don't have to tell anybody. Okay. There are ways in life to steal money. <laughs> Oh, there's none better. None better. <laughs> Grinders, you can get it on Amazon. And, and Mike, where else can they get it other than Amazon? Well, uh, give us a little time. We did a book signing for the Red Murph book there in Waco, and I really want to do it again in Waco because I have so many friends there. And mm-hmm. just I was raised over in Fairfield, and we always came to Waco to raise hell or whatever it was we were doing, which we didn't know what we were doing. But um it, it it that's a logical place because there's there's so many friends and we're going to do one at the ballpark on June the twenty eighth uh, July the twenty eighth. Oh great! Uh, and we it, it, 
the details of that are not worked out, but but it's just it's just I, I just feel so good about this thing because there's people just relate to baseball to start. If you relate to baseball, you're going to really relate to this because a lot of it, a lot of what these guys go through, you go through it in your own life, and you have to overcome the sting of so many things happening, and you've got to keep moving forward. And that's the whole purpose of writing this thing. It's a great book. It's called Grinders. Mike Caps, the one and only voice of the Round Rock Express, has put pen to paper and put it out there for you. Mike, it's always a pleasure to talk to you about baseball and, and life in general. I appreciate the time today. Anytime, anytime. There he goes, Mike Caps, Round Rock Express. Grinders get it on Amazon, and maybe if they get the uh, ballpark signing going, Aaron, we can we can all go down there and get a book and get it signed from from Mikey. That would be really cool. I'm going to go to Express. Yeah, game you're going to be signed. in the you're going to be in the in the press box. How about a deal for that? Part of the game call. That's pretty awesome. Not a bad deal just for buying a book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Mike Caps for joining us here on the Matt Mosley show on this Monday afternoon. Uh, you want to come back and put a wrap on it after this? You got something else in mind? Just come back and wrap it up. Sounds the, like a plan. The all-star game going on. Did we get anything from the CNC Collision Center text line? We did get a couple, and we can talk about that. All right, we'll get into that. Uh, and if you'd like to text us while we're at the break, is baseball's all-star game the best all-star game of the major sports? Basketball, football, hockey. Baseball lead the way, and by far, what's the best part of the baseball? Is it the home run derby tonight? We'll talk about it next right here on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. 
Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Major League Baseball All-Star Week is underway, and the Rangers have a representative in the home run derby tonight. Corey Seager will see how many home runs he can hit from Dodger Stadium. Home run derby starts at 7 o'clock. Texas Rangers with the third pick in this year's draft take Kumar Rocker, a right-hand pitcher from Tri-City Valley Cats. Portland Trailblazers beat the New York Knicks 85-77 to win their second straight summer league championship. Cameron Smith charged his way into the lead at St. Andrews and overcame Roy McIlroy to win the Open Championship yesterday. Former Cowboys and Steelers wide receiver Ryan Switcher has announced his retirement from the NFL. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on this Monday afternoon on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White sitting in for the vacationing, laying on the beach with his sunglasses. Matt Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully more than his sunglasses. Oh, I don't, I, I don't even want to. Never mind. <laughs> CNC Collision Center text line. What do we have? Uh, we had a few people. It was unanimous from the people that texted in that it was the All-Star game was their favorite. And Jose in Temple said back in the 70s, it was the Pro Bowl. He said mm-hmm. back then he thought it was better than the Super Bowl. He said now, obviously... It's not, he said, right. baseball may take all the technology out of it in the All-Star game and just play ball, but he does like the All-Star game the best. Okay. I, I, I concur. I don't like the Pro Bowl anymore. No. I, was, I couldn't believe, I, I, I didn't hear anything about the changes before I watched the game and I turned it on. I don't know that there was any, was there? Was there any you talk be of right, that? I, don't, I didn't hear any of it either. And I, I think it just kind of, I think the players got together during the week of practice or whatever and said, hey, we're going to play touch football. We're not going to take anybody to the ground. We're just going to kind of go through this. And I was thoroughly disappointed. 
I think you're right because you and I both spend half our day on ESPN and Fox Sports, and we wouldn't have missed that. I I don't know how I did, but I was I just was like I don't think are, we I don't are think are we, we both would have. What are we doing <laughs> here? Was, I immediately turned the channel. I watched for about ninety seconds, and I was like, I'll go watch YouTube videos before I watch this. Mm-hmm. Do you get juiced about the home run derby tonight at seven o'clock? I yes, uh, we talked about it a little bit in the first hour, but I, I do enjoy it a lot, and I enjoy it a lot more mm-hmm. when there's a Ranger in it, and with Corey Seager in it tonight being able to root for him, I will enjoy it more, and I'm looking forward to it. How do you think Corey Seager will do? I think he wins in the first round, and then I believe in the second round he would he would face the two-time champ. Right. Uh, and so He's got I, Julio Rodriguez in the first round. You right. think he wins that? I think he does. Okay. And then why am I blanking on the name? The number one seed. He's two. He, now, he, yeah, if he wins that round, he'll take – Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, yes. Thank you. Um, he has Pete Alonzo in the next round, who's won the last two and who is the betting favorite to win it again, obviously. And I mm. think that will probably be the end of his run. But that's the neat thing about this. You never know. You don't. You absolutely don't. You think uh, Albert Pujols does anything? No. Okay. I think, I think he has a decent showing. I just think he – but I think he loses in the first round. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, home run derby coming up tonight, seven o'clock. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Soto wins it. Okay. He. <laughs> I don't think he may have them. Well, they all have pretty great natural swings, but he has one of the best I've ever seen. So let's, he is just such a natural talent. It's we'll unbelievable. All right. Aaron, thanks. Appreciate it very much. Thanks to RJ Ochoa. Thanks to Ryan Aber. Thanks to Mike Camps. Thanks to Aaron Sexton as well. We'll do it again tomorrow, 4 to 6. It's the Matt Mosley Show. I'm Ward Weitz. Until next time, so long, everybody. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Oklahoma Sooners. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Beginning a new week with our Big 12 football previews. Today, a look at the Oklahoma Sooners with a new man in the head coach's office. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Hi, Kyle Sotrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday.